and welcome to this week's Grape Culture Podcast, the podcast where three women drink wine and discuss feminist literature and issues. I am Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. And we hope you enjoy the episode. On this week's episode, because we are now in December, we are going to be talking all things Christmas and Christmas traditions and what they mean to us as feminists and also what they mean to us just as people. Yay, Christmas! Yes, yeah, some of us are Christmas fans, some Yay. of us less so, so this will be interesting. I love Christmas. So yeah, so we're going to be talking about our Christmas traditions, our Christmas feelings, our Christmas books, and our Christmas food and wine. So for obvious reasons tonight, we have a selection of beverages, Christmassy beverages, including, but not limited to, our wine for the evening, which is mulled wine. Yeah, Woo! hot booze. Not just any mulled wine. I believe this is Marks and Spencer's mulled wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did not buy this wine. Uh, our friend Tylee, who also did our awesome logo, bought this wine for us. Yes, and it is from nondescript. Asta. Asta <laughs> mulled wine. Good. It's got a lovely label, and it's vegan. A rich and warming mulled wine craft with the finest festive flavours to give an aromatic blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, clove spices and zesty citrus fruits. Mm. Heat gently in a saucepan and serve warm. Take care not to boil as this will impair the flavours. Did you boil? No. <laughs> Are you lying? I briefly left it unattended and who can say what happened? Okay. Fair. <laughs> a small what man was, came in and stirred it with his penis. No, that didn't happen. You don't know. You left it unattended. Yeah, but unless there's a man living in my oven. So I said a small man. <laughs> a tiny wee... A Christmas oh elf, God. if you will. Uh, so, before we take a drink of the mulled wine, we've also had uh, podcast pre-drinks, mm. which were a selection of sherry and port. Separately, not in one glass. Not in one glass, because that would be shit mix maybe amazing i had sherry because i am a huge fan of sherry um everyone else had port because a the port is vegan um and b they're all weak (laughs) you're all weak weak. i mean port's pretty strong isn't it sherry is for trifles the worst of desserts and nothing else (laughs) sherry is for christmas morning Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, mulled wine. Cheers. 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 Ah, mull. (laughs) Ooh. It's very tasty. I did not impair the flavours. You did not impair the (laughs) flavours. I can taste hot. And wine. And cinnamon. And orange. I think I'm right, it's clementine. Oh, fuck off! You're such a pedant! (laughs) I uh, I put clementines in the mulled wine because I got them free from work. Um, and then I was sad because I thought it took up valuable boo space. And it did, and you were correct. Yeah. See, yeah. if I put the things that I got free from work in wine, you'd complain. Anyway, so we have our mull, um, which is warm and winey, which is always nice at Christmas. It's a nice mull, though. It is a nice mull. Although, to be fair, I can mainly still taste the snickerdoodles that Kim baked beforehand. And I ate two of in quick succession. <laughs> What is a snickerdoodle? It's a cinnamon sugar cookie. Ah, I um, thought you were joking when you told me that's what it was called. Do you think I was just making up a word? Yeah. It's really, it's an American cookie. So I made snickerdoodles and incidentally that is um, a semi-Christmas tradition that I've established since I moved here and met you guys, which is making you snickerdoodles. Yes. So this leads us perfectly into our conversation about Christmas traditions. Yep. Because... We couldn't really avoid talking about Christmas As in December, Christmas. and it's Christmas, and we feel like it. We are sat in my living room with my Christmas tree, and all the other Christmas accoutrements that I have. So Christmas traditions, Christmas time. I am a big fan of Christmas. This might already be very, very obvious. <laughs> Sam is less of a fan of Christmas. Yeah. As uh, a general rule. Yeah. I just find it unnecessary. <laughs> you, um, I believe you like Christmas. Yeah, but I, I like I like the family aspect. I like everyone's usually in good spirits, apart from Scrooge's, like Samantha. Um, I get stuck into the good spirits. That's what you mean. Well, not out of choice. Booze. 
Which <laughs> <laughs> is the booze make booze. you good spirited? Those are, those are the good spirits. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I don't dislike it. I'm not. I also very much don't like the crazy start celebrating it in November. I I only put a tree up the week before Christmas. Hmm. Why? Because then it will die. And also, if you're celebrating it for the whole of December and leading up to it, it's just going to be a disappointment. Yes, that's true. Advent period. Yeah, but yeah. The advent period covers December. Like I'm on my advent period. Sorry, continue with your advent period. No, the, the whole, like, December is fine to start celebrating Christmas early on because it is the advent period. There are the stages of advent celebrated in the church each Sunday. It's 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 part of the actual religious celebration of yeah. it. I completely agree that putting Christmas trees up in friggin' 1st of November or if you're, you know, shopping centres, putting them up in August is ridiculous, but... I once it is Christmas time, I am I'm there for it. But I feel like well, Advent's obviously the trouble is is obviously Christmas is meant to be a, a religious uh, festival celebration, um, but has gone so far from that, and for me is far from that. So therefore, I don't feel the need to celebrate it from the first of December. Um, I celebrate it when I can go home, see my mum and dad and my brother. And have lots of tasty booze, lots of tasty food, see everyone, um, and just have a generally nice time off work. That's what I enjoy about Christmas. So you enjoy the fact that it's a holiday and you yeah. get to see family? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair what enough. is it that you enjoy most about it, Kim? There's a lot of different things. Um, I love I love the family side of things, um, being close with my family. I like... <sighs> I show my love in presents and doing nice things for people. So I like that it's a time of year that that is encouraged and that it's part of part of the culture to to actually show people that you think of them and that you have affection for them by giving them things. Because sometimes when you do that, people go, oh, you don't have to get you like you don't have to give me random presents. And it's a bit weird if you do it in like May. I would accept it. Well, I know. <laughs> um, I like all the colours and that it just looks cosy and happy. I like the message of joy and love. I'm mentioning this low down the list, but not because it's the least important part. It's actually, the, for me, the most important part. I, I am religious and I I like the religious aspect of it. Um, but so much of it is wrapped up in just a time that is celebrating being good and and good things coming into the world and gift giving and appreciating and loving people and i feel that way and that is fair <laughs> and valid what about you samantha why do you dislike christmas where to begin is um, it all of the above the joyfulness oh, the, the family joy the presents <laughs> The colours! <laughs> the colours. I prefer to live in darkness, away from everybody. I mean, you are colourblind, so... I am colourblind! So maybe, that's... maybe that's why. Maybe I'm missing out on a whole facet of Christmas that I can't see. Um, but no, it's the the pressure to deliver on certain expectations, I think is bullshit. I don't think you should have to have a certain time of year. I, same thing for Valentine's Day. You shouldn't have, a, have to have a certain time of year when you show people that you care about them. Um, through material things, anyway. Um, so I don't like that it's expensive I don't like the stress of I come from a big family I don't like the stress of having to see every single member of that family in a short period of time Uh, I also work in basically retail and although I'm not in a shop I do deal with seasonal sales and it becomes very stressful and busy over Christmas Um, and other than the food it can fuck off see now all of those things are are really valid points and I don't disagree really with any of them. I I agree that it's expensive. I agree that you shouldn't have to force people to show their affection. And I, you know, I have strong feelings against Valentine's Day for that very reason. Um I think part of the reason why I like it so much around Christmas is because it's not exclusive. It's it's <laughs> 
it's a religious festival and it's for a religious purpose but it's been so absorbed and ingrained that you can give gifts to everyone and it 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 does bring out the best in people in giving to charity and giving to people in buying little things oh i saw this and i thought of you whereas i think valentine's day for example is a little bit more um geared towards a certain kind of person um i.e people in relationships and if you don't have the perfect romantic relationship then you're shit but i also know that there are there's that pressure to if you're not having the perfect family christmas then or have any money as well like if you you don't have any money if you don't have a good relationship with your family then christmas is a time that just reinforces that negativity when you're lucky because you do have a good relationship with your family but lots of people don't yeah and i i i understand that um a lot of my love of christmas is not just about my blood family but you know my found family yeah but i don't i think that people can be insensitive towards people who like christmas in just the same way that people that don't enjoy it for various reasons i think that that's true i think that there is an element of christmas which has been taken away and this is not a war on christmas thing because of that bullshit but there is an element of christmas that has been taken away by the commercialism and it's cool to not like it for mm. some people it's cool to be like oh i can't believe you put your tree up already and i i, I genuinely love it for genuine feelings i i I feel for people who do not have good relationships with their family and I don't always have a rosy relationship with them but I know it's not to any level of extreme but I I do my best to try and make Christmas nice for the people who don't necessarily like it to share in what I love and that can be overbearing I have on more than one occasion tried to force Christmas joy on Sam um, <laughs> come into the grotto I've made cakes come into the grotto and to be fair that it was, it's, I've always had fun when you've yeah. done that so I can't really sit here and be like Christmas is shit Kim you've made it shit for me why have you not done it better <laughs> I, I ruined Christmas for ruined Sam it. by inviting to her, her to my house force feeding her cookies yeah. and watching the holiday I think it was we did watch the holiday yeah. because you have a thing for that guy uh, Rufus Sewell because he's a stone cold hottie well maybe maybe that's like maybe these are your new traditions rather than the old ones yeah, hot but... men in films and cookies <laughs> but then I don't do that every year that's only happened once no but then you can look on it fondly as a nice moment oh yeah no, yeah, but that's not a tradition Christ... though is it that's just going no, as a nice Christmas memory but a tradition is something that I feel that I, at Christmas it's when you if you haven't done it you don't feel like you've done Christmas properly do you know what I mean yeah that's true so like if you because you don't spend christmas with your boyfriend's with your boyfriend or with your boyfriend's family you always spend it with your family and he spends it with his yeah so that's like a tradition yeah yeah i think if i wasn't with my parents and my brother on christmas day it would feel wrong if we didn't go for a walk on christmas day it would feel wrong if we didn't go to the pub yeah it would feel wrong whereas for me this is the this will be the first christmas day in four years that i've spent with my parents and even then, I'm only there half a day, and then I'm fucking. Up. <laughs> but there you go. Like yeah. you do, you do make your own traditions. I think that the pressure that you can feel to to conform to what other people's traditions are, yeah, is is the issue. And unfortunately, as we get older, some things have to go by the wayside. Like I had Christmas traditions dating back to childhood that are slowly being taken from me. Um, because you know i'm growing up and my family are growing up and and people get married and people want to spend christmas in their own houses uh, <laughs> everything's fine but i form new traditions for example i make the snickerdoodles every mm-hmm. year for you guys not because i feel like you'll hate me if i don't but because <laughs> i know that you enjoy them it's a token of christmas that i feel like i could bring to you I refer to my house as the grotto every year mm-hmm. because I think that, in a way, I feel like my house is like a little haven of Christmas. It's in festive our, as fuck. Our town. It's the unicorns. It's the unicorns. It's the unicorns. <laughs> Fairy lights. Uh. <laughs> and the copious amounts of booze. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. On which note? Mm-hmm. The mulled wine, we made short work of it. Yes, gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's completely gone it's in gone. one sniff. It was delicious. So now we've moved on to festive drink number two, because this is going to be a messy one. Um, We have a fine Bucks Fizz. 
Sainsbury's tastes the difference, yep. but Spears. Mm. We've kind of done this in the wrong order, but that was mostly because I couldn't mull wine halfway through the podcast. No, that would be a d- d- terrible thing. <laughs> Foolish. Foolish. Fool of a talk. So, um, <laughs> cheers, chaps. Cheers. Cheers. I nearly drank the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the Is there bottle. any left? Mm-hmm. Oh, we can have a top in a bit. I know. So this is... No, you can just look at it. (laughs) This is Clementine Bugs Fizz. Oh, those sneaky Clementines. We're getting so much vitamin C today. Mm. Um, Not today, scurvy. Crisp and zesty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, scurvy. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag real girls have scurves. Christmas tradition it's is just dribble. dribble. It's a new one. I'm trialing it. <laughs> Crisp and zesty, this fruity fizz is deliciously refreshing. A fresh and citrusy Bucks fizz made with sparkling South African Chenin Blanc and Clementine juice. So this is uh, is something that I think maybe has ruined Christmas for me, or it might be a part of the reason I don't enjoy it so much. I come from a family who don't really drink. So Christmas has never been a boozy time for there me until go. recently, and now I'm like, and every time I go home, and my mum has she get, brings out the one bottle of wine that she's bought, like this is for you, which is really sweet. But then I'm like, oh, it's gone. Your boyfriend goes to yours for Christmas, doesn't he? We no, we kind of split it because oh, our okay. parents live in the same area. Oh, yeah, of course. So this year we're going down on Christmas Eve to my parents, and then we'll go to his halfway through Christmas Day, and then we'll come back Christmas Day evening. Oh, that's nice. Yes, and then it means we get bo- Boxing Day to do all the things that we normally do, but. <clears throat> but yeah, so teetotal Christmas is fucking boring. <laughs> I have never experienced that. I come like my family aren't even massive. when I was five. Yeah, <laughs> stuff into sharing. But like I, my family have always enjoyed a good tipple. Mm. Not necessarily so much on my mum's side, um, but our tradition was to go to my mum's side on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day was just my mum, my brother, my dad. And that was a boozy affair because we always went to the pub and then drank copious amounts and then fell asleep very early. Nice. And uh, Boxing Day was at my dad's side of the family who used to own a pub. So they were big drinkers. So alcohol has played a massive part of my Christmas traditions. And yes, alcohol is what they described as a social lubricant. Um, And when you have... A big family who don't always necessarily have that much in common. It's a lot of sitting around not saying much to each other, which is fucking boring. Anyway, that was an aside. See, interestingly to me, um, booze is quite a big part of my family life. And we all we all enjoy it. <laughs> the booze got to drink. you? <laughs> I mean, family. Family. Um, clearly. <laughs> like guacamole. Like guacamole. Yeah, I like What's it. What's the story at Kim's family? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a lot of booze. Pretty much, yeah. Um, we drink we, we, we drink a lot. We enjoy our wine as a family. Um, we also all enjoy sherry. Even mum, who is as I think I've mentioned before, very particular about her wine. But I don't associate any of our Christmas traditions with wine, with the exception of um, we occasionally buy a particularly good bottle of red wine and save it for Christmas. Because um, my mum is South African, my my dad travels a lot, um, and so trips to places with good wine happen quite a lot. And so the opportunity to buy a nice bottle and bring it home and save it for Christmas Day. But it happens quite a lot. But we also usually, by the time we get to lunch and we're actually opening the red wine, don't really care. <laughs> um, I don't I don't feel like if I didn't have wine on Christmas Day or sherry or port or anything, I, I don't think I would feel any less Christmassy. Mm. Sherry certainly helps. It's particularly nice in the morning when like half the family are dying to open the presents and the other half of the family are still blow drying the three tufts of hair they have. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not all your family just like have three hairs. Yep. So specific. <laughs> My dad is Homer Simpson. 
okay. Yeah. Oh, in my head, he was like, you know, in Hey Arnold, the no, not Hey Arnold, Rugrats, the doll with the like. Oh yes. <laughs> no, my yeah. dad actually has a very full head of hair, and that was unfair of me. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think of my Christmas traditions having much to do with booze either way. But I suppose it probably does help that there is booze flowing. So. Christmas traditions, um, speaking of those, is there anything about Christmas, is there any kind of Christmas tradition that you would like there to not be? If you could get rid of one thing that always happens at Christmas or that is expected to happen at Christmas, what would you get rid of? That happens in our Christmas, personally, or kind of is like... That is associated with the... um, with What's the word? Everyone's Christmas. Yes, yeah, the, the, the traditional Christmas that everyone expects to do or that is kind of part and parcel of the Christmas process. Okay, process. I... Mm, this is going to be really controversial. Mm-hmm. I would get rid of presents. Okay. <gasps> I know, I know. And, well, I maybe wouldn't get rid of all presents, but I... Just for naughty children. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, the trouble is, is there's this pressure, like you said, to kind of... Um, find these gifts and if you don't find something that someone really wants you're just buying them tat and then you're not even enjoying the fact you're gifting it to them because you're like oh you're not really gonna like it i just bought this because i feel like i have to because it's christmas yeah and you know when i find a gift that i really think this person is going to enjoy that's a really lovely feeling yeah and i totally agree with kim in terms of going i saw this and thought of you and it's a lovely moment but if i haven't found anything it's just a bit rubbish for everyone involved yeah and and so this year actually me and my family are doing homemade presents um god knows what's gonna come out of that i've already worn them they're getting a coat hanger hat (laughs) but like i think that's quite nice because you know you enjoy making something they go ah the thought was there you made this Mm. for me and you know no one loses out or has unnecessary shit in their house so it's not presents it's presents for the sake of presents yes which i completely agree with yeah couldn't agree more because that's one of my big bugbears like i have mentioned i you know part of my love language is buying gifts for people so i often have ideas for people and i i do find it quite easy to give people meaningful things but or at least meaningful to me um and hopefully meaningful to them which is the idea but i do agree that buying i don't know racing rudolphs is just oh god yeah or Unless Santa's knob or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's just Santa's so... knob? Well, like, weird tacky crap that's oh, yeah. Christmas-based. Yeah. Like, ugh. I'm kind of surprised that you're surprised by Santa's knob. Because I mean, even in my be... line of work, I've never seen a thing called Santa's knob. Oh, I have. Well, they I've seen Rudolph thongs. They're bad. Oh, they're so bad. And that kind of... In my head, it's like um, a, the game, like the elephant game, <laughs> where you get the, like, hoops on the end. <laughs> hoops, brother. But it's Santa's willy. Awful. Is that like a candy cane striped dick? Um, it wasn't, but no, maybe we should go in business together. Or is it red with white tufty pubes? <laughs> <laughs> that escalated. I'm so sorry, Kim. <laughs> How many times can I kick you out of my house for ruining Christmas? Because uh, oh, I've got more in me. I've got more. I. Christmas traditions that I could do without. Um, I'm really struggling with this because I love Christmas. I think that I could do without... Oh, this is going to be controversial. I could do without Christmas TV specials. Yeah. That's not controversial. I I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about Doctor Who. Oh, see, no, that's the one I do care about. Get out of your own house. I just... (laughs) (laughs) I just don't... What it is, is this is the only time at Christmas where I feel like I am being forced to do something against my will, which is Christmas morning happens, all the presents are open, everything's life. we have, we have uh, lunch and almost inevitably I've got books and someone's got a toy they want to play with and, and someone wants to, you know, mum wants to start tidying, I don't know. And then someone goes, but Doctor Who's on. We're all going to watch it together. And mum and I are like, we don't like Doctor Who or really care. But we all are suddenly forced into the tiny room that has the TV in it to watch a show that we don't care about 
You don't have a tiny room in your house, don't you lie? <laughs> it's only 400 square feet. <laughs> it's my dad's man cave. Is that the only room that has a TV? No. Why do you go in there then? Because, well, because dad won't sit in any other room because that's the only room we What do you mean? <laughs> we don't put heating on in the rest of the house, really. <laughs> because it dries it up. It far too much to heat a Dickensian manor. <laughs> And we can only heat for a small room no, where the servants don't. used to live. It dries out the Christmas tree and the, the, the room with the Christmas tree in it is too big to really heat it properly. No. And then you've got the little room where my mum sits to watch TV. The separate TV room. This is why they're still married. Oh my God. I know. Anyway. Fuck me backwards. Uh... It just, it just doesn't work, and I would rather be reading. And then I get called antisocial for reading my new Christmas book, and it makes me sad. So Christmas okay, TV so specials. Also, Doctor Who. Well, no, just I just the dramatic EastEnders is the same, and there's always a freaking pub exploding or something, and I just it does make me sad to see an exploded pub. It's just unnecessary. <laughs> I, it's just unnecessary okay. and marginally less controversial than Father Christmas. Fair enough. What about you, Samantha? Um, all of it. <laughs> you know what? No. What is one that you would keep then? What is something what that would you I enjoy keep as as a as a Christmas hater? Yeah. Um, pigs and blankets. <laughs> but you can have them any time of year. No, it's not saying pigs and blankets. Okay. But... They don't, they're not on sale as readily at the rest of. The... Okay, year round pigs and blankets. That's what I want. So more pigs die. Yeah. Great. It's fine with me. They're tasty. <laughs> Bite your vegan tongue. <laughs> you asked. Yeah, I that's true. That is true. I wanted to make you vegan pigs and blankets. Oh, and then I couldn't that. figure out how to make vegan bacon. And by couldn't figure out, I meant I read two recipes and decided it was too hard. Yeah. Um, you could do so it with the aubergine. I don't want to do that. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was going to make them and then I realised life's too short. <laughs> I, I decided I mean, the to fact focus. that I haven't been bothered to make yeah, them yet exactly. makes me think it's fine. Mm. No, I'm doing with okra. Thought that counts. Thank you, Kim. I enjoyed the spring rolls. Good. Good. So, other Christmassy traditions. Um, Kim, you mentioned that you read your Christmas book or you want to be left alone when Doctor Who is on to read your Christmas book. I do. Are there any books that you that either of you tend to read around Christmas uh, that aren't necessarily about Christmas themselves? So I'm not think, thinking things like A Christmas Carol or whatever, but are there any books that remind you of that time? Harry Potter. It's a good choice. All I of mean, them. Well, I listen to Harry Potter read by Stephen Fry every night anyway. Um, but it particularly reminds me of, you know, you're more likely to get an early night at Christmas. Yeah. Um, because you've had lots of food and lots of booze. And because you're trying to avoid your family, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just me. No, everyone's just really tired. Um, and so therefore I will retreat to uh, my bedroom. And it is audiobook, so it's a bit of a cheat but I will put that on and actually listen to it rather than put it on at night just to switch my brain off from the dreaded days of woe (laughs) (laughs) and the stresses of everyday life and being a human being. Um, I actually enjoy it on Christmas. Okay. And there's quite a few Christmassy bits in Harry Potter, aren't there? There's... when they do up the Great Hall. I was going to say, that image of the Great Hall, I mean, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. And even I know that. I think the original as well was the first Harry Potter book. Me and my brother got it for Christmas and then my dad read it with the voices. So I think that probably is why it takes me back. So Christmas books that I enjoy. I mean, I usually get books for Christmas. It just is a a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I always read a big book at Christmas because I have time off. Or at least my brain thinks that I have time off. So I like to start a really big book and it usually takes me through till the new year. And if it doesn't, then I'll read something sort of short and light and fluffy at the end. I like... I once got the um, entire C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia for Christmas from my grandma. And so I definitely associate reading those with Christmas, which I also think, you know, they've mm. got that magical feeling mm. to them. And it's quite it's snowy. A, where it's uh, Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe, especially where it's always winter but never Christmas and the whole thing and that. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah absolutely. And um, 
really I I take it as an opportunity sometimes to read classics because I don't necessarily want to read A Christmas Carol but there are a lot of big classic books that I have not had the time to read um a couple of years ago I say a couple of years ago god it was probably like 10-15 years ago now was the it Christmas was the first time that I read Mansfield Park which I now read every year because it's a book that um soothes my anxiety so I associate it with with classics and um whatever book that I got for Christmas also mysteries Hmm. but I just yeah. like mysteries in general I mean there's quite a tradition you know, with at least with TV scheduling whereas when Boxing Day there's always like a creepy thing on or a mystery like a lot of the times it's something like Sherlock Holmes That's or, or Agatha Christie, Christie. Agatha Christie yeah. I was trying to think of this earlier what I tend to read because I've been really crap reading over the last few years so I don't really have Christmas traditions as such but then I was thinking about it and the one that makes me think of Christmas is Black Beauty Oh really? Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I've never read Black Beauty. Uh it's good. It's I mean it's from the point of view of an animal, which, you know, that's Alex's favourite, retrievers yes. and such. Um But I'm not a fan of horses. Really? Like I, don't, I, I like all animals, but they're unicorns. I <laughs> I mean they're not real. <gasps> Fight me. She's retracting that drink now. Mm. Um but I could like I was never obsessed with horses like a lot of young I girls was. were. I could definitely had the horse stage. You were a horse girl. I was. I didn't have a horse, but I was. I was rode horses. I did not know this about you. Horses and I did not peg you as a horse girl. Mm. I liked a dolphin. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a nineties noughties thing. Yeah, at least you didn't get a tattoo of it. So no, that's mm. true. Not at the age of like ten. <laughs> dolphin me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Black Beauty. Mm-hmm. Any particular reason why? It just reminds me that I think I read it around Christmas for when I read it for the first time and there's various bits in snow in it. Um, and I think it was one of those films that was also always on TV and it had the boy mm. in it that was in Oliver at the very end. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oliver. 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 Yeah, that's um, a good film. Yeah. Dickens and everything. Dickens, well, yeah. Films at Christmas. I mean, that's really yeah. the next logical step if you're not talking about books. Christmas films, I feel like, are so... Christmas films now are what Christmas Carol was in the 19th century. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have one genuine Christmas tradition that I think I've been doing, we've been doing since I was seven or so, which is that my sister and I on Christmas Eve, on the Christmas Eves that we spend together in my parents' house, sleep on the sofas next to the Christmas tree where the fireplace is, ostensibly to catch Father Christmas in the act. (laughs) Um, and we watch no what inappropriate (laughs) delivering presents pissing on the cat I hope not (laughs) Uh, Um, Santa no you're ruining it I'm sorry for ruining your lovely heartfelt story (laughs) I'm cat pissed (laughs) I was gonna say and we watch Disney films so I associate Disney films with Christmas fair enough any particular ones or is it just no, we alternate. Okay. Um, we we take a random choice. Basically, it's it's usually we try and do ones that we wouldn't watch otherwise in the year. So we don't watch sort of the big, big five to ten. We don't watch. Um, I say this because we clearly do, but we try not to watch Beauty the Beast, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Little Mermaid. We try to watch some of the sort of less known ones. I think last year we watched. Well, like the Black Cauldron. <laughs> Oh, we haven't watched Black Cauldron. We've done Bedknobs no, and Broomsticks. Not. Oh, good that's choice. It's a great good one. Choice. Robin Hood. We've done. Oh, I love Robin Hood. Um, because that's my brother-in-law's favorite nice. Disney film. So we've done. We did that the first year that he was invited. Is he there? When did you... he? When you do the sleeping in front of the fireplace. I was just about to say, did he sleep on the sofa as well? Sometimes he is there to watch the film, but he doesn't sleep downstairs with us. Sometimes my sister doesn't also not sleep downstairs because. Tried to. Usually she just gets too drunk. Okay. And then she can't sleep on the sofa, which I think is hilarious. What do you mean she can't? What? She just ends up planted. She like... goes, Kimmy, Kimmy I'm, too, I'm too drunk. I, I have to sleep upstairs now. And I'm like, you just you just want to be with your husband. And that's completely fine. Okay. And I handle it like a grown-up. And I definitely don't throw a strop. So do you wake up on Christmas Day on the sofa? Yeah. With I the Christmas know, tree I'd... right there. But what, and the presents are there, magically? Yeah. yeah. 
So your poor parents have to no, sneak Christ- in while you're sleeping. The Christmas presents are already there. I'm not an idiot. The Christmas presents are under the tree already. already? Yeah, the Christmas presents... I mean, the Christmas presents start under the tree. No, no, you wake you? up in the morning and they're there. Your poor parents. Yeah, but I'm not asleep in that room. <laughs> Here's a question for you two. Um, do you still get stockings? Yes. I never really had stockings. We had pillowcases once or twice, um, but we generally have all our presents under the tree. I haven't had a stocking since 1999. Aww. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I the only one that still gets a stocking? Yeah. Oh no, we get again. Maybe this is why I hate it. Why I hate Christmas. But it's like little things. It's nothing like you know. Yeah, but it's still. It's usually like make your own like aeroplane or something. Ah, that sounds great. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good. We didn't really do stockings. We did. um, We used to do this thing called Mr. Snowman, which um, (laughs) Mr. Snowman (laughs) was the day after Christmas. You're just mean. It's because you said we used to do Mr. Snowman. And it was... <laughs> Actually, we used to do a thing called Mr. Snowman, which was on Christmas, on Boxing Day, we would normally go to my grandma's and it was a hollow snowman with a football <laughs> head and inside were little joke presents for everyone in the family. So like the aunts and uncles would be there as well. And that was our stocking kind of filler Actually, stuff. It's great fun. To be fair, my mum's version of stocking fillers is she does this thing called tree presents. So we don't do presents under the tree. Oh, tree. So like we don't do the whole thing where we put everything under there and then unwrap it. We just give each other presents. (laughs) But my mum has like small stocking filler stuff that she just calls tree presents. Doesn't keep them under the tree because we've got dogs. So she has to go and get them from upstairs and bring them down. She's like, here's a tree present. There's like a ladybird book or something. That's really but. cute. <laughs> but does she say they're from her, or just it's like it's, it's from, from the, tree. the tree? It's from the tree. So you don't have Father Christmas or Santa Claus. No, you just have the tree. The tree. <laughs> but yeah, so we have the tree. You have Mr. Snowman, and Alex has stockings. I mean, I feel like I'm relatively normal. <laughs> we don't do Mr. Snowman anymore, really. It, it was more of a. It was more of a when snowman. we were kids, when my grandparents were both alive, and. We would go to my grandparents on Boxing Day and the okay. aunts and uncles would all be there as well um, with their children. Because the way you described it, it sounds a bit like a piñata. It's not... Well, you don't break the snowman to okay. get to the presents. It's, it's just... It's it. kind of like a tub oh, that looks okay. like a snowman. So like a snowman lucky dip? Yeah, kind right. of. Um, and it was great. It was great fun. Okay. But no, never really had stockings. But yes, the presents would be under the tree and we would sleep in the room with the tree going back to my story and we would watch our Disney film and then we'd wake up and then we get to wake up looking at the Christmas tree. It's great. Have you got particularly comfy sofas? Yeah. Okay, well that's all right. Could you sit through someone reading the entirety of Ulysses to you on those sofas? <laughs> as long Probably as there's chips. Good. As long <laughs> as there's chips and toilet breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So we've talked a bit, well, we've talked quite a lot about Christmas traditions, but as this is a feminist podcast, what do you think Christmas means in terms of traditional gender roles. Do you think it reinforces them? Do you think it doesn't have any impact? How do you see it? Well, actually, in my household, it's always been my dad. Well, my dad is the cook. And I suppose that is typically seen as the female role. Mm -hmm. Um, So much that my partner's mum, bless her, she really dislikes cooking, but feels like it should be her role to make the Christmas dinner. So gets herself all in this big stress and doesn't enjoy Christmas at all. Well, I'm sure she does, but that aspect she really doesn't enjoy. Whereas my dad loves cooking, I love cooking, so I, since turning vegan, even though when I was vegetarian and my mum was vegetarian, we'd kind of make the veggie option together, Mm -hmm. um, now I always take it upon myself to make the vegan option. I spend ages, like the whole of December, researching what I'm going to make, and... um, me and my dad are in the kitchen together after we get back from the pub and it's really lovely. Nice. Um, so I don't think that's a particularly male or female role within our household. Right. What about the buying and the wrapping of the presents? Does that always fall to your mum? I think it falls to the most organised who happens to be my mother. <laughs> right. And same with me and my partner. Because if it was left to my partner, 
it would just be bottles of wine wrapped terribly. (laughs) So it's very obviously a bottle of wine that someone then unwraps and goes, wow, surprise! (laughs) Um, Or, you know, like chocolate or whatever. Um, So I think me and my mum are a bit more thoughtful and more organised. And so therefore we do take it upon ourselves to buy the presents in our relationships. But obviously... You know, my brother still buys me a gift or my parents a gift and he's just as thoughtful in his Mm -hmm. purchasing. Um, For my part, on both those things, um, food-wise, we, as a family, are relatively untraditional in, like, in Christmas meats anyway. We don't do turkey. No one really likes it. Shit shit chicken. Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So we we do two meats every year. We do, do like, a a beef kind of thing and we do a bird of some description and usually what happens is that my... <laughs> we've never done grouse oh, maybe you should. um you but... have to serve it like that grouse, grouse. or was there grouse and the... we had like a turducken thing but it wasn't a turducken um what on earth is a turducken the most unnatural thing known to mankind i just think it's best if you okay. don't okay yeah no i don't think you want to. <laughs> you take um... a bird put it in another bird put that in another oh, bird so what happens awful. quite a lot in our house is that my dad will barbecue a meat of some Outside. description yep it gives he gets like 15 minutes to himself it's great um and my sister and i will either take charge of the other meat now that we're grown-ups or we'll do the sides depending on who's the most hungover my mum makes the pudding because we have a, a pudding that we like that's not christmas pudding um and that's that's generally what we do but my mum does all the meat ordering she's she's in charge of ordering the meat but we all do our part to cook except my brother-in-law whose part is to stay away from us mm-hmm. um do you like throw something in the in the TV room and leave him in there? No, he just he just <laughs> or a room without heating. <laughs> he just stays you in don't bed heat. until he is summoned. Um, so that's f- for meat wise and and cooking wise. I don't feel like there's it's not tra- it's not because of traditional gender roles that more women are doing more cooking. There just happen to be more women in our family, but we're all doing our part. Um, in terms of buying and wrapping presents, in my family, yeah, um, my brother-in-law is not great at it, unless it's for my sister. Uh, my dad is really good at giving me his credit card, but not so great at doing doing the other stuff, like actually choosing things. Because then he'll just go, here it is, buy yourself something nice. No, 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 he'll get, here it is, buy mum something nice. Oh. Um... And then I make him sign all the, all the tags. Um, Does your mum know that's what happens? Most of the time. Sometimes dad buys her things that are really, really thoughtful. Um, and he always buys her like one... He always buys one little thing that we don't know anything about. But most of the time he he sends someone off with a credit card. and and Or is given a list and chooses from that list. So definitely I think in terms of buying rapid presents... In my family, that falls more to the women. Again, though, me and my sister are both very, very organised people. My mum has more time because she doesn't work and she cares probably the most about doing it. She she loves doing it. So it's not... I don't think that she feels particularly hard done by for it. it and I don't think it's because she's a woman. I think that it's because she cares. But maybe it is because my dad is is not the best at it in my relationship though my partner is very thoughtful with gifts and thinks a lot about them and makes a point of doing things himself and you know like enjoys doing it and might actually be better at wrapping presents than me um so tradition traditionally in my house it tends to be that my well it used to be that my dad would always do the cooking and the reason for that was that he wanted to get away from everybody so he would go into the kitchen, shut himself away. We weren't allowed in the kitchen. He would just do it all. Um, and then dinner would be made and he'd go and sit in the front room because he didn't want to sit with everyone else. And then we'd sit in the dining room and eat. Um, my mum does all the... Now does all the cooking. Which one? Which is better? Oh, I know. Oh. Dad. <gasps> Dad is a Have better Have you told cook. him this? 
Uh, no, because my mother would probably disown me. Um, but she's really bad at chopping vegetables. I think she's scared of knives, so she basically cuts carrots into like four big bits. <gasps> no. And then, and then my brother and I will sneak into the kitchen and be like, chop again. <laughs> chop again. And does she eat them like, this is smaller than I thought it was. I don't know. She's so busy being stressed about everything else. So yeah, dad's, dad's the better cook. But since he's got older and more infirm and just can't really walk or do anything anymore, he can't do it so mum does it to the point that we had a small fire in the kitchen last year oh i Um, remember yes the oven caught on fire because she left the bacon under the grill and shut it um so not a traditional female role uh when it comes to cooking in my household um but the presence is like that's all very much my mum do you feel pressure to be really good at that (laughs) from a gender point of view not from an anxiety point of view to be really good at what Buying presents and cooking dinner. Um, I don't know. I feel pressured from a not being a dickhead point of view. Mm. In that buying someone a thoughtful gift is important, but only because, you know, it's important. important to you. They're important, yeah. Mm, yeah. You don't want to be like, here's a... Coat hanger hat. It's a coat hanger hat. <laughs> An avocado. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Although that kid did seem genuinely happy about that avocado. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a gendered thing. Good gifting. Because like you say, your boyfriend's really good at presents. Yes. Stop looking smug. <laughs> <laughs> I as you smug. glance at them across the way. Smug as fuck. Um, I, I just think... Oh, this podcast bingo i just think it's interesting <laughs> if you had kim says i just think it's interesting <laughs> take it off on your card now or take a shot the traditional drink again yep. general thing about cooking in particular because i like to bake and i like to make christmas bakes we've already talked about the snickerdoodles <laughs> and i also at home have made you know gingerbread houses and gingerbread sleighs and chocolate sleighs and yule logs and gingerbread slaves <laughs> i just i enjoy doing all those things i enjoy baking and i do them because i enjoy them i i don't do them or at least i don't think i do them because people expect me to be good at it I don't, I don't do much of the savoury cooking because I'm not great at it. Um, it's not, I, I'm perfectly adequate at cooking meals and sometimes even good, but it's not my forte. Whereas uh, I believe that the rest of my family have much more skill in that capacity, but I do enjoy baking and I do enjoy making an excessive amount of, you know, gingerbread and christmas cookies and and things like that and i think that when you read when you a quick google search or something on christmas and feminism will come up with how women are pressured into the traditional gender roles to be good at all the cooking to make pinterest worthy bakes to wrap all the presents and have everything looking perfect and clean the whole house and decorate the whole house and everything and i feel pressure to clean my house because I'm the only one who lives here. I feel no pressure to decorate my tree because I friggin' love decorating my tree. But I do, you know, I, I do all the things that I do on the run up to Christmas because I'm the only one who lives in this house. And that that's why that's my responsibility. I don't... I don't think cutting out baking, for example, would make me feel, like, more independent. I would feel more like I'm kowtowing to someone else's idea of what my gender role is it's something that i enjoy doing and therefore i'm going to keep doing it yeah it's like me with cooking but i don't like cleaning fair no one does but i love cooking so yeah i wouldn't cut that out just because it's a gender stereotype because i would feel sad yeah i think that's that's part of gender roles in this kind of situation is that if you're doing it because you love doing it then who gives a toss if if someone thinks that it is is reductive to do it. I understand that if people are feeling pressured to do it or obliged to do something that is oppressive to them, then they shouldn't do that. But if you it's I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, if with with marriage and everything like that, like if you want to do it, it's your choice. 
So speaking of society pressures and things that we kind of feel like we have to do <laughs> and maybe don't want to do and get forced to do at Christmas, uh, I think we should talk about office Christmas parties. But before we do that, a brief recap. First of all, how did everyone find the Bucks Fizz? Great. Bucks Fizz, can't go wrong. It was really nice, actually. I enjoyed the Clementine. Clementine. Rather than just general orange. We have the new vegan Baileys. It's about a year and a half, two years old. Almond! We have the new vegan Baileys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes. The Baileys that is vegan in the very pretty bottle. Uh, Dairy-free alcoholic almond drink. Blend sweet almond oil and almond essence from crushed almonds. Cane sugar and purified water with a touch of real vanilla. I love real vanilla. A naughty, delicious (laughs) indulgence. Best enjoyed over ice or in a cocktail. Right. And how are we enjoying this, Kim? Well, we haven't tried it yet. No, but over ice. Over ice, but we're not in a cocktail. And Alex has an extra big portion. Yeah, because I was sad that mine was the smallest. It was not the smallest. It was the smallest. Oh my god, you guys! It's fine. It's the biggest. It's Christmas. Don't fight. Happy Christmas. Basically, milk. Boozy milk. <laughs> I just like the, the glorious milkshake. <laughs> I'm so happy. Kim, are you not enjoying it? My teeth are rotting. I it's, can feel it. Well, I will have yours. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs teeth when you have this? <laughs> it's, um, yes, it is very sweet and definitely a lot more nutty than normal Baileys. You can taste mm. that. It smells dusty. It does smell dusty. <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah. I might just be all the dust. Office Christmas parties. <laughs> Kim, when's yours? Next week. <laughs> I've never had a proper Christmas party like this. I'm terrified. Why? Where where is it? Is it like out for dinner or is it like at one of those weird like forced event like forced fun <laughs> things? It's out for dinner. Um, Abel, because the last four and a half years, I've worked for a company in which there were very few people, so we didn't exactly have like an office Christmas party with a bunch of people that you don't really know. And then before that, I essentially worked for my dad. Like I worked in a company in which my dad worked for a few years, and it didn't it it didn't matter. Like it did. I knew everyone, and also I had no fear um, because a lot of the people that I worked with, I'd known before I worked with them. Whereas now I've, I'm in an actual office with actual people that I don't know and I've had to do Secret Santa and the person that Ooh. I have for Secret Santa. Um, he's really, really nice. He's really, really nice. But I have no idea what to buy him because all I really know about him is that I think he goes camping. Oh, see, these are the danger zones where you buy like the tat. And I hate exactly. that. And Especially that's what I don't like. Secret Santa can fuck off generally <laughs> because it's... The, the price that, in an office the price limit is so low that one of the teams at work is doing a five pound limit it's like you can't get anyone anything good for that you may as well not bother mm. so you have to have a decent enough price bracket to get someone something that they actually might want but then you don't want to spend too much money on people you work with if you don't know them very well so yeah, that's you're why being, I hate Secret Santa you're being forced to spend money on someone yeah that you wouldn't ordinarily do yeah and quite frankly I don't make as much as everyone else. We, in our office, had, when we did Secret Santa last year, we set up a spreadsheet in which everyone put things they liked, things they didn't like, their favourite colour, blah, 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 that kind of thing to help give people an idea, which makes sense. My boss just wrote, red wine, don't like, white wine, what's your favourite colour? The colour of red wine. (laughs) (laughs) All he ever gets is red wine. Which I think is fine because yeah, if you know you want red wine, I've put three things that you do like and do want: vegan treats, a plant, um, and something for my new house, and something I don't like. I've put novelty tat. Mm. When people get you Christmas themed Secret Santa gifts, you're like, fuck off. Yeah, like it's just so pointless. I mean, I don't know. You might like it, but. Not particular. I mean, it depends what kind of Christmas. If it's like a nice bauble or something. Yeah, a lovely bauble. I'm here for it. Anything um, for me personally that has some kind of religious scene on it. I'm I'm a really big fan of the nativity scene. Um, I can do without things with Rudolph on it. That red-nosed cunt. That red-nosed little fucker. <laughs> just getting into I all just, the business. I'm never going to use that outside of Christmas Day, and I just don't care. 
Um, I, I the nativity scene you will. <laughs> no, but the nativity scene at least has meaning behind it. Yeah, I suppose. It's well, it on he the overcame person. adversity and became the leader of the, you know, of like, the reindeers. The bullying was major in that yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. The bullying was bullying I can't was minimal. You're disparaging the A other reindeer, laughing and calling him names. Reindeer. They never let poor Rudolph join in all the reindeer games. I mean, I suppose they didn't nail him to a cross. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas either. I don't know. I'm not religious in any way. So you don't know the difference between Easter and Christmas? Oh. <laughs> what happens at Christmas? He was born again. He was born! The first time! Oh yeah, of course. Because <laughs> of the frankincense and mermaid. Why was that the thing you went to? Because not, the wise not men. Not the wise men. Not the manger. Not the angel. Not the star. Not, not Herod. The... No. <laughs> Baby Jesus! <laughs> so, I think that kind of brings us to the end of this week's episode. But before we say goodbye, um, what did we think of our boozes various? So we started with the mulled wine, uh, mm-hmm. and as is the great culture way, we need to give it a rating out of grapes of five. Grapes of five. Bunch of five grapes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we all think? I'm going to give it a solid four. Mm-hmm. Because I really enjoy a mulled wine and it was perfectly spiced. I wish there was more of it. I'm going to give it a three. I thought that as mulled wine, it was perfectly adequate. I think that it could have been spicier. Like, Ooh. I think that the flavours could have been stronger. It could have been mullier. And I actually think that um, if I had mulled wine to a recipe, I probably would have got more flavour out of it. We should have added a shot of port into that. Why? Why would you waste my perfectly good port in... In already booze. In to already. make it more boozy. Isn't that what you do with mulled wine? You make Not it more much. boozy sometimes. You put sherry in it. Oh, okay, sorry. Anyway. Sam? Uh, yeah, I'll, I would agree with you, Kim. I think there could have been stronger flavours in it, but it was nice and it disappeared very quickly. Um, And, yeah, three. Three for me. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. And what of the Bucks Fizz? I'm going to give it a solid three because I enjoy Bucks Fizz. It's not my tipple of choice, um, but as a Bucks Fizz, it was very palatable and one of the nicest ones I've tried. That's a good one. Um, yeah, can't <laughs> knock it. It's probably a three. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Bucks Fizz, can you? You'd yeah. have to be doing something fairly terrible. Um, so three three and yeah I'll stick with that three as well. It's fine. It's good. It's fizz. fine. Good fizz. It is is what it is. <laughs> good fizz. Good good fizz. Make Bill what nice. about the dairy free Baileys? Almond. <laughs> have to say it properly, Kim. Shan't. Oh. <laughs> Almondi. Um. Yeah, I thought the fake the Baileys the fake Baileys was actually really nice. Uh, I was surprised because honestly I'm not the biggest fan of normal Baileys. Um, but I thought this was nicer, so I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to go with a four as well, because I am a big fan of anything, like, you know, specifically vegan. Um, and it's really tasty, and it's made me suitably merry. Meza! <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a 2.5. <gasps> what? I, first of all, I really like regular babies, and this is not that. Um, I feel like I need to brush my teeth, like, 30 times. <laughs> I don't drink a lot of milk and it kind of just tastes like milk, really thick milk. And I just, I don't want it anymore. (laughs) But you're going as high as 2.5. Well, it's not horrible. I'm still drunk a glass of it. I just, it's too sweet. It's too sickly. And I, I like sherry. Like, I I'm I'm not yeah. averse to a sweet thing, but I just I just don't. It's just not for me. I think that it's it's, <laughs> it's also all over my jeans. I've just dripped a little drip, jizzy dribble on Kim's leg as I poured. I just yeah, it's fine. I just don't love it, and I don't think I'd ever buy it again. If someone wants to drink vegan Baileys in my house, they can bring it themselves. Fair. I will bring it to myself another time. Flawless. Do that. Flawless hosting. Oh, I try. <laughs> okay. So we don't really have a book to rate 
um, this week because we've been talking about quite generalised Christmassy things. Um, I'm not going to make us rate Christmas out of five. Don't you dare. No. Maybe we should, after Christmas, we should rate our Christmas out of five. Oh no, that sets no, up that's far too much sad. expectation. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> I'd like to know from our listeners some of their Christmas traditions. And their feelings on Christmas. Because I think that this is one of those subjects where actually I'd really like to hear about people's Christmas traditions. Uh And they might inspire some Christmas or not Christmas traditions. For us. Yes. So So. whether you have uh, Mr. Snowman or tree presents (laughs) or you cook Christmas dinner with your dad, anything like that. Or Or you watch Doctor Who in your pants. Or you watch Doctor Who in your pants in the small room that's the only one that's heated. Do let us know. We're on Twitter at Grape Culture Pod, or you can find us on Instagram where we are at Grape Culture Podcast. You can also check us out on our website, which is www.grapeculturepodcast.co.uk. And on there you'll find all of our show notes, which have links to the booze we've been drinking, as well as links to all the articles that we've discussed as well. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!